Hello, and welcome to Modified Mayhem, an actual play D&D podcast where my friends and I have too much fun playing D&D, and we hope you have just as much fun listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our first two sessions were a little rough on the audio side of things, but we quickly changed our recording setup, so it's much easier on your ears by the third episode. And for those of you that maybe didn't catch parts of the story, there will be an in-depth recap of the first episode at the end of the first episode to help tie everything together. We hope you love our mayhem as much as we do. Long ago, on the scarred planet of Eros, there was life in abundance. Eros's magic filled the air and the creatures that lived on its surface. The ones living here lived, for the most part, in peace with one another. Most of the population gave what they could and only took what they needed. It was a thriving and beautiful world. But Eros was unbalanced. At least it was to Bane, a deity that felt Eros had had its time in the sun for too long. But after Bane brought his hatred to Eros, Kord, the god of strength and storms, came to their aid, vanquishing Bane and his followers. But he quickly left. Eros was left scarred and dying. The planet's core started to slowly deteriorate, and over the years, parts of the planet's atmosphere would start to become inhabitable, and would eventually spread. This lack of livable space on the planet became too small to host the many intelligent life that lived on Eros which forced a once peaceful people to fight for what remaining land there was, creating many different small colonies. And the elders of each colony would eventually come together in agreement to create cities that would sit above the poisoned world, and once again the people of Eros came together with a common goal in mind. But the very same atmosphere that was killing the people of Eros would be the same thing that would quickly expedite the evolution of new life forms, furthering the decay of life on Eros. As some took to the skies, living on floating land that would later be known as lily pads, some stayed on the ground, creating small arcane bubble cities that protected them from the harsh environment called droplets. The people of Eros live on, but are in constant search of the peace that their ancestors once had. It has now been over 2,000 years since, well, the ascent to some, others the abandonment, but both the people of the lily pads and the droplets have evolved in their own ways. In many ways, people of the lily pads have had much more forward motion in their growth, and much of that can be attributed to the ruling families that reside on Jupiter. Jupiter is the largest of the lily pads. It was part of the Great Ascent. It was the first massive lily pad to rise above the corrupted climate. It hosts the largest city above the clouds named Aramon. Aramon is where the governing officials reside, along with three major trading posts, accompanied by the Horned Heights, a beautiful mountain range that towers over the back of the lily pads. And on a remote path, at the base of the West Mountains, we see four horses, riding to the edge of the lily pad. Two paladins from the Royal Guard, following two local towns police, as one of the paladins speaks up. This better be worth bringing two of us from the Royal Guard all the way over to the West Grove. It is, sir. She spent, she has sent multiple men to the hospital and she refuses to stop. Have you tried talking to her family? She has no family that we know of, sir. Well, Bryna, before we get there, what do you think we should do? You have, you've seemed pretty distant lately and you need to start stepping up and being part of our team. She has been warned before, so what do you think we should do? Thomas, would you like to introduce your character? 
playing Reiner Bainbridge. He's a three levels paladin, one level sorcerer. Um, a bugbear. So I'm um, six foot eleven, two hundred and seventy-five pounds. Nice. Purple eyes, from a unknown sorceress origin, and I'm imposing. Imposing. All right. I think we should investigate, see if we can turn this person's life around. Maybe they still have a chance. Hmm. <laughs> You are pretty new to stepping up in the ranks, aren't you? Well, I see everybody's got a chance to make their sins right. Why not give this person one more chance? She's had chances. I'm tired of riding this horse. We'll take care of it when we get there. You all ride up on an older woman. Um, she's carrying buckets of glowing, bubbling sludge from her buggy to the edge of the lily pad and dumping them on the planet below. Madison, would you like to introduce your character? I'm Ruth Pendragon. I'm a fourth level human artificer. I am an old lady. And my hair is always in a bun. And I have goggles on my head. I get confused sometimes. And I like to figure out things and people. Alright. As this old lady is uh, dumping... Uh, toxic waste over the edge. Riggs dumps off, jumps off his horse, which is the man that was just talking to Bryna. Oh. <laughs> Old lady, you've been warned before. You better watch your mouth when you're talking to me. Watch my mouth. Uh -huh. I am from the royal. With the Damn it, woman! I am speaking. I am from the royal guard. You respect me. Damn it, woman! I'm speaking. Get out of here. <laughs> Riggs walks up and smacks the old woman across the face. Now, Riggs, was that completely <laughs> part of our protocol? He turns his back to the old lady and goes, Bryna, are you speaking up against me? Riggs, we have protocol. You need to stick with it or you're going to have yourself and these manacles. Oh, protocol. That's a good child there. Really, protocol. Absolutely. Okay, we're out in the West Grove. This old lady doesn't have family. She's been warned over and over. I cast Ray of Sickness. What is that? Bitch <coughs> on the horse. Get out of the horse. Ray of Sickness. A sickening green energy lashes out towards a creature within range. Make a ranged spell attack on the target. Okay. Wait, wait, 2d8. Damn All right. Hold on, so you <laughs> Go ahead. throw your bucket of green soil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. exactly what I do. He has his back to you right now, so. A thousand. He's just... <laughs> around and y'all bring on I love it. All right, go ahead. All right, I'm going to make Does he do any type of saving throw? Or um, is it just? I make an attack. Okay. <laughs> Ma'am? That is a 16 plus a 7. You got him. So he takes 2d8 poison damage. Ooh. Um, and, oh, hang on. On a hit. Go range spell attack on a hit. And then he makes a constitution saving throw. And then it's poison until the end of my next turn. So 2d8 okay. damage. And then he needs to make a. And then he might keep poison. And then he might keep poison. He just like melts. Can I? Ooh. <laughs> He got a six on his constitution. So he fails. 
He fails. Okay. okay. Can I <laughs> How much damage? Uh, that's eleven damage. Eleven damage. As he turns his back to you and looks to Bryna, as he as he feels like Bryna is talking back. Bryna, you're really speaking up. Oh my God! No! What are you doing, old lady? I told you I was in the hospital. <laughs> All right. Um, Who wants some more? The two that are here, uh, roll initiative for me. <laughs> Nat 20. Nat. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. Oh. 18. 18. Okay. All right. Ruth, you go first. You don't know who you're messing with, old lady. You watch your mouth with me. All right. He pulls his axe out. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, what she's going to do. She's going to. She can do this one today. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh no, that means it's powerful. Oh, <laughs> you see a cannon. Oh god. With legs next to this guy. Pop up. <laughs> what is that? It's, it is magnificent. Like how to a castle type machinery cannon pops up next to this guy, right next to him, and um. He's gonna have to make a deck saving throw. Oh god. It's got a little take 2d8 fire damage. Oh, really? Well, that's the first nat one of the session. <laughs> eight, 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 eight plus six, was that 15? So that's 15 damage. 15 damage, really okay. And then, so that's um, 26 damage total. 14 damage, and then um, he also ignites on anything on him ignites on fire. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, like clothing? Yeah, so he's now on fire. Yeah. His clothes <laughs> under his armor start to Melt. Um, just smolder under his armor. And then, mm -hmm. um, so that's my action. And then I believe I can move it up to 60 feet as a bonus action. So, as a bonus action, <laughs> there are two also police, right. uh, city police, that are still on their horses behind him. <laughs> they are terrified because the, the thing is this isn't the first time they've encountered you they've seen multiple of their men go to the hospital because of you right now that's why they and they they uh i guess they can't do much but they jump off their horses and in in fear of being reprimanded by rigs um which is the, the rigs is on fire but he they are they are they they have faith in rigs, um, but they are they're afraid by of uh, being reprimanded by the paladins. Um, so they do jump off their horses, but you see them shaking in their armor right now. Okay. Bryna, your turn. Unless you have anything more to do, Ruth. Do you go by Ruth or Ruthless? Ruth. Okay. Ruthless when you're on the bad side. All right. <laughs> so it is an action to create it. So okay. that was my action. All right. Now I just pat my can. <laughs> Who's next? As an action, I'm going to cast Command on the old lady, Ruth. Okay. My command is Halt. Alright, what do I got to do, boy? Uh, that's... What do you mean, girl? Girl. Uh, wisdom save. 
DC 15. Riggs yells, Bryna, get her! Show your worth! 18 plus 2, that's 20. <laughs> <laughs> now, I thought we were on the same side, Missy. Ma'am, I'm asking you this one time, you better stop your shenanigans or it's gonna get bloody. It's already bloody. <laughs> Command, hit her with your... You, what do you have? You even got a weapon? I don't see anything out. I know you don't, Sonny. <laughs> He's like, just like, his arms are like scrunched up just from the pain of his, his clothes on fire. Attack her! Our job is to protect uh, civilians in this area. Yeah, we're not here. Serve. We're not here to bloody uh, patrons here. You are do you have anything left on your turn? So he goes, "If you're not gonna attack, I'll do it my fucking self." Oh, good luck there. And he turns oh. and looks at Ruth, and he charges at you, and he's gonna make a grapple. So strength. Excessive <laughs> <laughs> Is that strength against strength? Yes. Okay. Nineteen total. You have a zero. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I do have a zero. Okay. So okay, he he grabs you and lifts you up over his head. Oh god. And he starts to walk to the edge of the lily pad. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Do I have a bonus action? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he has you over his head. He uh, that is his action to grapple you and lift you over his head. He's he gonna has disadvantage against me. On what? Because he has ray of sickness still on him. So let me. Hmm. <laughs> got a fifteen. Okay, so he still beats you. So he comes over, <coughs> kind of hacking and coughing. He lifts you up over his head, and he and he uses the rest of his movement to get. He's about ten feet from the edge of the lily pad with you over his head. Um, it is now the um, two guards' turn. They don't. They they see what's. I mean, they see you starting to lose, so to say. He like he's picked you up and he's going to toss you. Um, and they. They're gonna follow the paladins. They're, the paladins are above them, and so um, these two run with their their two little swords, and they just run up beside. They're they're not gonna they're they're not gonna attack you while you're up in the air over his head. So they're gonna run just over to your side. So it is now your turn. My turn. Yep. <laughs> you're up above his head. My cannon, that's a flamethrower as of now, I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. Thunder Wave, okay. Uh, a wave of thunderous force sweeps out from you. Each creature is in a foot, 15 foot cube. Originated from you must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 2d8 thunder damage. It pushes 10 feet away from you. On a successful save, the creature takes half the damage and isn't pushed. Does it say which direction? Because you're directly above him. Um, Unsecure objects are completely within range of effect, are completely pushed 10 feet away from okay. you. 
The spell emits a thunderous boom audible for 300 feet. Okay. So, so if, I'm hoping if that the townspeople hear some You are way further than 300 feet away from town. I am. You are on the backside of the lily pad near the mountains, which you are miles and miles from town. This is where you go to. This is where you go to dump your, your, your toxic waste. Not toxic, rejuvenating. <laughs> All right. What are you casting? I'm casting thunder wave on this bitch. All right. Go ahead. Constitution. Constitution. So the other two standing next to him as well need to make 15 that. Fifteen foot radius. Okay. Maybe the fifteen. Maybe a fifteen. He fails. Okay. Okay. And I'll roll the guy on his left. He rolled a 19 plus 1, 20. He succeeds. And then 11 plus 1, which is a 12. So two of them fail. That's 2d8 damage, and then push 10, 15, uh, 10 feet away from me. So what I'm going to do, you guys are 10 feet from the edge. That's 11 damage. Though. So what I'm going to do is for those two that failed, I'm going to roll d4. Okay. North is off. So na uh, a natural one for a D4 is off of the, the lily pad. So, yeah. So a one on the D4 is off the lily pad. Okay? Yeah. And then everything else is either behind or to the sides. No skin off these bones. Since she's grappled by him, does she okay. also go off? This is for Riggs, the guy holding you. What's that? He's holding you above his little arms. Well, what I'm saying is that if she hits this, he's going to get art Because if he's getting pushed forward, he's going to get arched backwards, and she's going to fall behind him. Yes, sir. So, what we're going to do, so this is for Riggs. He got a four. He goes backwards. Okay. Ten feet. So he's 20 feet from the edge. You are still 10 feet from the edge. You drop straight down. Cool. The one to the back right of him rolls a one. He wow. goes flying off the edge of the lily pad. It is what it is. So this this little town's police guy, he goes, I got your back, Riggs. Ah! Ah! <laughs> yeah. Riggs is on the ground. The other guy braced himself, and he's still standing there right next to you. Oh, I have a bonus action with okay. cannon. Okay. All right. <laughs> you fucked with the old wrong lady. <laughs> I get disappointed. Somebody. You're good. Um, they need to make a dexterity saving throw and take two d8 damage. Obviously, I'm pointing it at Riggs. Okay. Uh, didn't Riggs take another? He took 11 damage, right? Take 11 so, damage. um, okay. Okay. He is. He's looking unhappy at this point. I told him. The other guy. The other guy is still screaming as he as he's yelling down down off of the edge I of the lily pad. <laughs> So um, you're you're pointing this at Riggs, right? Yes, I am. Okay, go ahead. Dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Half. half of ten. Okay, he got a fourteen. He failed, so he takes ten. He takes ten. Okay, he is coughing up blood. He is not looking good. I put my foot on his throat. Well, technically, you're ten feet away from him. I have thirty feet of movement. It's not your turn yet. It is my turn still. This is my bonus action. Oh, it was your turn. You're right. My, yeah, my bad. My bad. My I'm so sorry, Ruth. Throat. Ruth, I am sorry. I know you're trying to keep him alive. <laughs> <laughs> I put my foot on his throat. Why don't you try to work it out? <laughs> I go, I go, Sonny, you need to go to the hospital and leave me alone. Fuck you, hag. I'll move. 
Bryna, throw her off the edge. Bryna, I wouldn't do that. And then I take the rest of my move at the scurry. Bryna, it's your turn. Bryna is going to... So Briggs, he's laying on the ground, or is he... With a granny's foot on his throat, and he's screaming at you to throw her off, or he's going to kick you. She ran. Right she 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 oh, I thought you said 20, you had his, your foot. I, did, 20 feet I, I walked out, put my foot on his throat, said, you need to go to the hospital. And then I was like, hmm, and I'll... Where did you go? Back to your... your by the cannon? Probably back to your horse. Yeah, by the horse. Horse. Well, she has a uh, buggy, yeah. like a horse with a buggy on the back. That she's been taking her buckets to the you edge to dump off. off. I go, I go whatever my horse allows me to go as well. Your horse is also very old. Normal <laughs> well, horses, what do they get? 60 feet of movement? He gets 30. Leave Bethany alone. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Bethany. Nice. I love it. Bryna, hurry up. Do something. There, there is somebody falling off the cliff, Prana. Come on, Bethany, let's go. Cool <laughs> soul. If I find your family, old lady, I'm gonna kill them too. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they already did. <laughs> we don't know how old she is. That's true. How far down is this blood falling? Yeah, I mean, so technically it's been what? Six seconds since he's fallen. I didn't know what to pick. I mean, you're trying to, I should have. You're trying to, good thing I. You're trying to get away, huh? No, uh, Bethany is trying to get away. I'm going to use my uh, channel divinity and uh, I'm going to abjure this enemy as an action. I'm going to use my holy symbol and I'm going to. Make you make a wisdom saving throw, and I'm gonna frighten your ass. Wisdom. Cunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You're gonna frighten me? Yeah, wisdom. Wisdom save. It's a 17. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're gonna frighten me, are you? It's trying. Yeah. <laughs> With my action. Fucking <laughs> useless. <laughs> That's for sure. Is it my turn? I'm gonna use uh my healing word is a bonus action. I'm gonna give more young rigs a little bit of healing. Yeah, uh 1d4. And it gets, uh, you roll it or you want me to? Go ahead. 1d4 plus 5. Okay. He gets 7 points of healing. Is that the end of your turn? That's it. Okay. He, uh, he looks at you as soon as you heal him. He goes, if you're not going to fucking kill her, I'll do it myself. And as he's saying that, he shoves a dagger into your stomach. And so he's going to make an attack. Okay. He gets an 18. Okay. He hits you. So. 
AC 16. That is 7 damage. So fuck that. Fuck our shield. Okay, so it doesn't hit you? Yeah. So, um... Reaction. It gets stuck under your okay. your armor, so he thinks it stabbed you. He aimed for your heart. He uh, he doesn't like the way that you've been handling the situation. So he goes, "If you're not gonna fucking do it yourself, I'll do it for you." And he puts the the dagger up under your ribs and turns and starts walking towards Roof. And so he he gets about 15, uh, 15 feet away from you because he had to use half his movement to get up. Um, puts the the dagger in your armor and starts to walk towards Roof. The the town's the town's police. Um, he is looking at the situation. Uh, he's gonna start going back towards his horse. He does not want any part of this. He sees some some internal issues with the paladins. And he is going to try to get away from this. So he's he's about 40 feet from his horse because he was over towards the edge. So he is about 10 feet from his horse at the moment. You are 15 feet from Riggs. Riggs is 5 feet from Ruth. Is it Ruth's turn? It is Ruth's <laughs> turn. Riggs, you dumb fucker. You think you'd give up by now? Give up. You're an old hag. The cannon walks up. <laughs> Fuck you, cannon! It goes off. Maybe dexterity saves. Oh gosh. <laughs> he got a fourteen. He failed. Dang it. <laughs> Eight plus six. Was that fourteen? Fourteen damage. Fourteen damage. That's my bonus action, bitch. So, as he he thinks that he gets he stabs Bryna in the heart. He I mean he 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 stabs her and turns his back immediately. Starts to walk towards you. This cannon turns around to him, and he immediately drops to his knees and starts seizing. How would you like to finish him? He's already on the ground from your cannon. Is that you would? Would you like to just let him burn? Yes. Okay. I look at him. Sit. Go. Go to the hospital, young man. <laughs> and then I look over at Bryna. And I go, You need somewhere to go, Missy. You can come with me. And then I whack old Bethany. Take my bucket. Start heading off. My little shop. Okay. Bryna, it is your turn. The cannon's still there. And it has 60 feet for me to command. So, Bryna. This was your commanding officer in the in the Royal Guard. Well, clearly before this time we did not see eye to eye. Uh, <laughs> he did stem. I can't hear you, Missy. What? <laughs> he stabbed you. He stem. <laughs> um. Got any place to go? Anywhere to live? Any family? Are you an orphan? I could be your mama. It's none of your business. Oh. I'm gonna... You're right. Riggs is dying. He is dead. He is burned. Um, 
I mean, if he is someone that you deem worth saving, he can make saving death saving throws if you want to go over there and heal him. Where's the uh, other town gone? He is ten feet from it, or five feet from his horse. No, ten feet. Sorry. I'm gonna let you go for free. But he's basically <laughs> fleeing. Yes, he is trying to. He he is has a very weird look. He makes eye contact with you as he is about to jump on his horse. Bethany will be next to you. There's like on my little carriage, I think, with all my shit. There's like a chicken on top, it's mm. growing. Bethany's old mule is gray and disgusting. As the um, internal voice of Bryna. What would be holding you to the paladins? So I, I've already seen my commanding officers not uh, treating the townsfolk with uh, respect. Much so, they've basically used their uh, higher office to impose their will. I'm not fond of that. Um, but I think everybody's got a second chance. As I walk towards Ruth, I reach down and um, cast Spare the Dying oh. on um, Riggs. And I say, I'm done with this place. Let's go, Ruth. Okay. As you bend down to um, cast this on Riggs, you see a uh, small flyer, a piece of paper sticking out of his armor. What do you do? I want to inspect that. Okay. Give me a look, sir. This flyer is uh, from the city of Aramon, and it is requesting that adventurers or people or whoever body able that is looking for a large sum of gold uh, to retrieve an artifact that they have been searching for that is on the surface of Eros. Um, it explains, it has a like small, like pretty rough sketch at the bottom of what the artifact is. Uh, it looks like a small orange cube with a statue inside with golden eyes. And it, it explains that it is a, an old statue of when the earth was still livable, when the planet was still livable, breathable. Um, and that it is a wanted artifact and that the city would like this statue. And it's quite a large sum of money. It is about 5,000 gold. I'm gonna take that flyer. I'm gonna put it deep in my pocket. What you got there, Ryan? This is his last rites. I will deliver them to his family if need be. Okay. Uh, give me a deception. If she asked you that question. 
10. I pass the first gem to roll. Plus uh, five. Go ahead and roll. 15. For it. Two. Oh. Dang. Okay. <laughs> That's his last rights. Your dementia's kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we better get that back to his family. Yeah. You're going back to your. Just kidding. He was a bastard, wasn't he? <laughs> Um, you, so, I'm sorry, do you have something you want to talk to her about? So, Brana, where's your family? Well, um, I don't really have any. Kind of grew up in an orphanage, not far from the center of town. Um, oh, yeah. Well, we better get you some food, and I got a room for you, and I just think you're going to love it at my little ship. And I start caressing, like, patting the back of her head. So, as you guys start to head into Aramon, you get... Oh, the cannon is following us. Okay. Getting that bitch up. Okay. <laughs> right? How fast does the cannon move? You know, it's a great question. If only a book would know. Um, real fast. If books could talk. If books could talk. Oh, wish. Oh, wait. <laughs> it has legs, that's all it says. I doubt it's as fast as a horse. <laughs> it follows me as far as it can go. Okay. You guys ride back into town, back to your shop. Your shop, you guys get there, and it is boarded up, and it has multiple guards standing in front of it. That was fast. Um... This wasn't something that happened because of what just happened. Obviously. They knew you've been dumping for a while. And so they have closed your shop up for quite a large fine. It's going to take you about 2,000 gold to open your shop back up. How am I going to pay for these fees, young man? I go up to the first guard I see. Hey, what's up? Um, I see you're serious, ma'am. You're, you're asking me... You've been violating the law for years. This should have happened you. 20... Ma'am, this should have happened 20 years ago when my father was in the position I am in now. Who's your father? I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> Bryna, what are you doing in her cart? Bryna, you don't have to answer to it no more. Come on. We'll go just figure another way into my shop in your bed. Uh, so these are just regular town guards? Yeah. Of the paladins or anything? Is that her cart? Is that yours? What are you doing? Well, uh, we were out investigating some other uh, mysterious activity. And we you realized, we you realized, and the old lady. Yes. We, yes. Uh, we. We realized there was a... Uh, Unnecessary um Brian, sometimes it's good just not talk to the authorities without your lawyer. Let's um As your conversation down. continues as this mess of a conversation continues uh we're gonna move to the center of Aramon. Uh where the lily pads anchor grips tightly to the surface in the center. Uh, where many shops and local bars are busy, with many different faces, many of which go unnoticed by your average person. But to some, others' appearances are critical, or maybe just very interesting. Casey, would you like to introduce your character? 
My name is Estrella Vaughn. I am a level four changeling rogue. Currently, I appear to be human with very faint fey heritage. My eyes are a very pale blue that are just slightly too large for my face. My hair is a light blonde with a bluish hue in the sunlight, and I am extremely pale. Nice. Estrella, what are you doing in town? Well, um, people watching, of course. People watching. So, as you are sitting there, you see an interesting face. One that you don't see much of. It's a bugbear. Mm. She's talking to the captain of a trade ship about a ride to the surface of, e of Eros. <sighs> Look, Bryna, I, I know technically that you're in command of over me, but like sometimes it, I don't know, it feels off right now. You, you're looking for artifacts. You're, you're a royal guard. What are you doing? It, you don't look for artifacts. You, you guard the royal people. I don't know. What are you doing? Uh, well, um, I've been sent on a uh, requisition of this artifact. Um, mostly under um, secret pretense from the king's guard yes um uh they they really want this so they sent me on a a mission sent you on a mission make a deception check some bolts uh 13. what's that 13. 13. he looks at you and he and his eyes squint really really small mm-hmm uh, I cast Prestidigitation and hand him uh, the seal of the the king or the, the king's guard. Okay, the seal of the king's roll, guard. roll with advantage then. That's Wiss. Okay. And so he looks at the he looks at the the thing, and he kind of looks past it at your eyes. You owe me, Bryna. Not, not really great at personal interaction, so... Uh... If you're looking for artifacts, there might be someone I remember. Um, she goes by the name Scarlet Hyde. Um, she's in a droplet in Bluestone. Look, you're not the only ones looking for this artifact. You need to remember that, and you're not the only ones that know that where Scarlet used to live, or is still living. I don't know. I haven't heard about her in years. All right. I remember. Scarlet. If... Oh. I'm going to finish my drink, but if you want to make your way to the old lady, my ship, Crash here will take you to it. Crash. God, God damn it. Crash, get off the table. Crash, get over here. <laughs> Nick, would you like to introduce your character? I play Crash, a fourth level tabaxi monk. He uh, He's pretty short for a tabaxi. Pretty slender. Oh, and not strong looking. What's like pretty short? Um, I don't know, 5'8", maybe. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> You're going to hurt my um, feelings. <laughs> <laughs> short for a tabaxi. Um, he has short, dark fur. The longer hair on his head, green eyes. Awesome. 
He's talking to the captain. Uh, so he is captain talking to Captain Lewis, uh, the captain of a trade ship called the Old Lady. Uh, okay, I untangle myself uh, from my little rope dart that kind of tangles. Stop playing with your damn weapon. <laughs> uh, wrap it around, attach it to my waistband or something. Uh, walk over there to Captain Lewis. Okay. Look, we're going to give these people a ride to Bluestone. Um, as they say Bluestone, they've mentioned a few times now. Um, you are listening because you've, mm-hmm. you've been interested. You- I'm sleeping around in the corner. Yeah, so you've been... I'm in the shadows. You've been probably interested in this mm-hmm. bugbear. You don't see very many yeah, of these. I hear them say Bluestone, um, and it piques my interest enough to walk out of the shadows and just walk straight up to them. Okay. All right. Um, what um, what are you right now? You're you're a um... um. So I appear to be a human. There's something slightly off about me. The eyes are a little bit too big. The hair is a little bit too white. I'm a okay. little bit too pale, and my ears are a little bit too pointy. But all right, not so much that it raises that much alarm. There's just something off. Okay. Um, Bryna, Crash, and Ruth. You all see this. Very interesting looking human walking up to you uh, with intent um, um, as you guys are talking about Bluestone and maybe getting a ride to Bluestone. I have a question. Okay. Have we gotten a long rest or just directly after my shop? You could, uh, on the ride into town, you could have taken a short rest. So I'll give you that. I know long rest. Well, you're not getting a long rest. <laughs> well, no. You can have a short rest. <laughs> It That's did not fun. take eight hours to get into town. I didn't know where we went from. And how long it's been. I didn't know if Brenda actually told me about the quest. In the time, so it's probably been a couple hours of you guys riding into town. Um, with, w- with your with your need for money mm-hmm. and his um, her, com- her, her compassion for people. Mm-hmm. She she's shown you this, and I would say you've seen this flyer around too. Oh, okay. Uh, this flyer is around town. Bethany had, obviously. Yes. Right, Yours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so both of you have a flyer. Um, I would say it's up to you guys. Would you? Do you feel like you both would have eventually talked about this on your oh, on your yeah. ride? I think I think Ruth would have brought it up. Okay. A thousand times. Then, oh yeah. Then yeah. Then I wouldn't. I wouldn't keep it a secret then. Yeah. So, um, as you guys are talking about this, Crash is about to take you guys to the old lady, um, and you see a very interesting human walking up to you guys. Oh. I walk up and offer literally no explanation for me being there. I just walk up <laughs> and start standing there like I was part of this group the whole time. <laughs> so the whole nice. Time, the whole time. Self skill, nothing. <laughs> Captain Lewis looks over. Can we help you? Uh, I just happened to overhear that you were going to Bluestone. Okay. Oh, such nosy children there... these days. That's what I was thinking. And you have such okay. a fascinating group here. Fasc- and I've been trying to get back to that area. I was wondering if I could be granted passive with you. I want to do an insight check. I, I mean, I guess that's up to Bryna. Brian is the one leading leading this charge down well, to, you are to a blue stone. One here. Can, can Ruth do a insight check on? I thought I was sure. them. 
<laughs> you're the one. Yeah, I guess I you're technically you leading like, Bryna to like the there. Like, is she the fuzz? I'm the leader here. What's that? <laughs> I, 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 she's the fuzz, or like she is uh, <laughs> one of my 25 different identities type thing. Go ahead. Okay. 25. <laughs> so 17. 17. What do I need? Investigation. Yeah, investigation. Okay. Or perception. Wrong room, motherfucker. <laughs> That's a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. She seen. I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this to you because that's you have your own reasons for coming up to them. She got a twenty-one in kind of seeing this. What would a twenty-one get to read your body language? I'm reading what see if you were on to my identity. Are you on to my I'm not identities? I'm not onto your identities. Because you're probably picking me up. Because <laughs> I've become fascinated with the bugbear. Oh. So you're picking that up, but I'm assuming that's my only child. You any more than that. <laughs> that's your wife. Is that her only child? Orphan <laughs> child. You didn't roll enough and you weren't looking for it to know why that is. You just know that that is. Okay. You can also plainly tell that there's something off about me, but not in a threatening way. Take my cane. Just unsettling. <laughs> Captain Lewis is looking just as Ruth is rubbing this random human's head with a cane. With a cane, and he looks to Bryna and he goes, "What kind of weird shit have you gotten into, Bryna?" Uh, well, I kind of got thrown into this um, special part of the. Uh, <laughs> Part of the guard here. I'm not really comfortable with all its entanglements, but uh, we'll see where it goes. Okay, Bryna. Look, I'm fine giving a group that is connected with you a ride to Bluestone. Do you want this human coming with you? Bryna, I'm attached now. I hugged the old lady. It's our second orphan child. I found it. It looks as though it pains me to do so, but anyways, I allow it. Nice. <laughs> there, there. Uh, I'm gonna try and use my divine sense just as like figuring out to make sure the old lady and this newcomer are not. Is divine super sense sense like evil, evil and good? Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, I can sense if they're evil. It smells really bad. Noxious odor. Okay. Or if, uh, so is it, do you have to make a... It's an action. Roll, or does it just automatically tell you? Uh, no. Uh, as an action, blah, blah, blah. To, yeah. Okay. Opens your awareness at the, until the end of your next turn, 60 feet, yada, yada. Okay. Um, um so as you cast that, uh, you see that the human um, is fine. There's no evil sense to this human. Um, the old lady, at first look, she is honestly fine. She seems uh, to have good intentions. Uh, she may not care a whole lot about, you know, things, maybe the planet. Um, but there is something deep, I want to say evil, but it does, it has a slight hint of evil to it. 
Um, but that definitely seems deep within her. Hmm. Okay. So, um, he's staring at you. Lewis? You're not gonna, gonna answer? What Do you want her to come with you or not? What are you... Is this the hands on Gretel? What are you talking about? What? Oh. There's a grown woman. Oh. Bryna. You gonna allow... It's up yeah. to you. Do you want these people on my ship? Yes. We're all... Okay. Family here. I'm We're all part of this expedition. Um, I'm gonna order a second drink and I'm gonna finish that. And then I will meet you at the ship. Could I get one as well? Or would that be asking too much? Do you have money? No. You can ask the bartender for one. I buy your drink. I just heard people were coming. The old lady. Drink. Okay, well, she wants to buy you a drink, apparently. <laughs> Light skin one. Oh, okay. my drink. Yeah, I do. All right, make that a double. Light skin. So now we have racist on our boats. <laughs> okay. What? Mm. She's lied to me. Absolutely fair. I am almost translucent. <laughs> he he takes a second look. He goes, "So racist." Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. <laughs> kind of. And he just chugs his last beer. His the end of his beer, and he goes, "I'll have another." We're doing shots. <laughs> Can I do an insight <laughs> on my beverage? Brian, you want to <laughs> on shots? your beverage? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. I got a 16. I just want to be sure it's not toxic. Okay. Did you <laughs> mess with her drink? That's full alcohol, baby. Okay, it's just weird. super strong. I happily oblige drink it all. Nice. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bryna, I will get Thank you, you a drink. Much, <laughs> Do you want one? Uh, yes, I'll be obliged. Um, I'll take your strongest um, blood pudding. Blood, what the fuck? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Brian. Okay. Just a, just, a, just a clear shot. We'll just do a shot. Me and Brian. Can you give him a cranberry a shot? A cranberry shot? Red, whatever. Blood it is. I'm not talking to you, old woman. <laughs> you're, back, you're back behind the, the bar. What is she doing? <laughs> James, did you allow her back there? She has a cannon. No, sir, I didn't. She she forced her way back here. I couldn't tell her no. There's a cannon next to James. <laughs> oh. he, he's <laughs> side-eyeing the cannon that's sitting next to him. Here you go, Brianna. <laughs> Ruth hands you a cranberry shot. Yeah, well, With biochemicals. <laughs> Whoa. I'll uh, use a little press digitation mm -hmm. to make it a little bloodier. Okay. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Lewis, Captain Lewis, he goes, now please let me finish this last beer in peace. Crash, please take them to the ship. This is... Uh, I push his drink off the counter. <laughs> he, he just, he puts his head down. He goes, not, not again. We've talked about this, Crash. We've talked about it. I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> I do. You're a fucking cat. <laughs> oh, no, I'm... We're friends. I can say that. I don't think that's how that works. I fire the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> JK, JK, JK. Redact that. What? We don't say that. Okay, Crash. Please take them to the ship. 
Please, just let me have a beer in peace before I have to bring you morons to the surface. Crash, you take us to the place. <laughs> yeah, actually, all right, follow me. I'll show you guys where we're going to stay on this ship. All right, I follow uh, Crash. Okay, yeah. I walk um, behind them all and scope them out. Nice. So, I'd like to try to pet uh, Crash if I get a chance. Uh, slide of hand. Oh, great. Are you trying to do it secretively? Yeah, I want to pet him. Okay. What do I roll to avoid it? Nothing. Take it. She's going to do a slide of hand to see if she can do it without you noticing. That's a 17. What the fuck? I want the. Give me the regular thing. That's a 19. Okay, do a perception. Perception. 12. 12. Uh, I guess I just. Like... I pet the shit out of him. <laughs> If you're gonna do that, you're gonna get a disadvantage. <laughs> you said just a little bit. <laughs> you spot me just like freezes. I think as we go into our rooms, I like get behind his ears, and I'm like, "Good crash." <laughs> you don't see it, but all of a sudden, your your back kind of arches, shivers, <sighs> and then you just keep moving. Like, what was that? And you just keep moving along because you don't you don't quite know what what just happened. Um. As you guys um, walk up, you see a, um, a ship that very much resembles kind of a, a smaller pirate ship. It's got its sails up. Um, uh, on, the, on the sails, it says, Old Lady Trade. Um, so it, it, it pretty much, is, he just kind of ships whatever needs to be shipped to different lily pads. Um, and uh, it's, got, it's got a couple other crew members just watching the ship there. Um, you guys, I, I guess, can look around if you want, or you could just wait for Captain uh, Lewis to get there to take you to the surface, whatever you guys want to do. I think I investigate the room, make sure it's all good. Uh, there is somebody standing at the steps, not wanting you to go, like, to the to the bottom of the ship where their cargo is. They don't want people getting to, you know, yeah, their livelihood. <laughs> I would like to take Ruth I to the side first. I tried to go down. <laughs> you want to take Ruth to the side? Yeah, I want to take her to the side out of earshot. Okay, okay. I'll go with her. Where are you trying to get to? Oh, wherever Bryna needs to go. Just following my little orphan baby. Are you trying to get down there to see what they have? Oh, down there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious, right? I'm pretty good at sneaking. I mean, not to toot my own horn. Well, can you I can help you get down there. You got to hold your own, though. You got, like, invisibility. No, I don't have anything magical to help you with. Wow. But I can help you. How? I see. see if I'm pretty were, good at sneaking. If I teach you how I to do it. I just feel eternally that I have one spell left in me. How far, how far, <laughs> how far away from, like so the guy, <laughs> so the guy standing at the steps, um, how far away did you guys get? Where I went step, far enough away. Far away, okay. I know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> I have, let's say, one slot left. I do have what we call a bag of holding, and I could stuff myself into it. And you, you know what? Can I can get you down there. And I can do that. Okay. I get in my bag. <sighs> okay, I sling it over myself, and I would like. <laughs> I want Bryna to make a deception. A, uh, yeah. Maybe a perception I'm on this. You guys are coming on this I ship. But you guys are coming on this ship together and the people that he comes with all of a sudden just really disappears. 
I'm just trying to make an old lady. Well, okay, no, no, no. I'll, I'll say this. What is your passive? It was on the bucket list. Eleven. Okay, make a dis make a um, deception or um, whatever stink stealth. Stealth. Can I mage hand a wedgie to give us advantage? I would like to do <laughs> deception. They're trying to get 21. 21, okay. Old lady? Ruth? Old lady, Ruth. Does she have the help action for me? She has to make it too. You guys are both going. I got a 16. Okay. Bryna is busy just going and sitting down and waiting. He, 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 she heard that Captain Lewis said, just go wait for me and I'll be there. So she immediately went, sat down and waited. I'm, yeah, I want to... <laughs> I'm also... Keeping my eye on the crew members. Okay. Because they've been, this is a pretty, uh, like, common freighter that I've seen before on my patrols or whatever. Okay. Right? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Crash so, is, uh, crash is also. Just, yeah, I'm familiar with Crash and Captain Lewis. Yeah. But maybe I'm just kind of scoping out the other yeah. uh, what is your crew passive? members to make sure that what? I kind of. Perception. It'd be 10 plus. I'm not getting into a weird situation. 16. 16. I'm focusing more on the other crew members, I guess. Gotcha. So okay. you're you're focusing on the other crew members. Um. Are you getting in the bag of holding? Giving it to her. For sure. You. Hold your breath. You see. Hello, her hop out. into a bag. Uh, I run at it and stuff my head in okay. to see where she went. <laughs> you just see an old lady floating in the ether. <laughs> I think I just crawl in it also. <laughs> All right. Nice. Oh my gosh. You don't have very long. They don't have very much oxygen. All right. Are you not questioning them, or are you just joining? I'm like freaking out. Like you got it back. Like calm me down. Grab him by the neck. Should I bite him by his neck? Yes. Oh my gosh. You know what? If you're gonna do that, make a um, a uh, charisma. Check. Oh. <laughs> Seventeen. These are some weird things. Plus zero. Seventeen. Give me Constitution. Nineteen. Oh. She bites the back of your neck, but you are immune. fully aware and immune to what she's trying to do. Mama. She <laughs> this old lady <laughs> is biting the back of your neck. Her teeth come out on the back I'm of your neck. The bag you're holding <laughs> is just like moving around. Okay, I slink into the shadows because no one's seen me at this point. Right. Um, and I book it for downstairs. I am stealthing. Let me make sure I don't have anything. Okay. I'm stealthing. Okay. Okay. So I make it to the stairs and I start going down. Okay. Do you want deception or sleight of hand? Uh, 
what are you yeah. trying to do right now? So if, I just have them in the bag and I'm trying to slink down there so without be anybody stealth. noticing me. Stealth. So if you're trying to go through that little door and go down, it's going to be stealth. To get Twenty-four. Dang. Okay. You get you get down to the. the you have a lady cackling in the back. The bottom of the ship. <laughs> All right. I get down to the bottom of the steps. I look around. I'd like to investigate to make sure that nobody's down there. Okay. Give me a perception or investigation. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. There is um one little kid. What? Not kid, but he's like, I don't know. Probably, I mean, 13, 14, so he's still a kid. Okay. Are but he is any, sleeping in a hammock down in the any bottom. boxes or cargo? There is lots and lots of boxes. Containers? I would like to find an area that's kind of like a sea so I can get in it. So I've got one side to get out, but there's three sides that are like... Okay. Okay, so I get the, in there. The outside of the boxes, one says rice, one says beans. I put that out of the bag. No, you're and then the there, <laughs> and there are some jugs that say milk. Okay, so I turn the bag upside down. I open it and I just start shaking it because I clearly have never used one of these bags, but I've heard of it. So I just start nice. absolutely shaking it. What else did you have in that bag? Well, the thing about the bag of holding is you have to think of the item you want to pull out. Oh, okay. Okay, so I start shaking it, and I'm like, "This old lady and that cat thing." So I just climb out. No, you swim out. And I take the cat with me. I lay it on my feet. I didn't even question this. How do you have a bag of holding? One of my replicated items as an artificer. Dang. Okay. So as soon as they hit the ground, I look at them. I say, "There's a kid down here. You need to be quiet." Oh, all right. And, and then I just step back because I don't really care. I'm like, does he look? Does he look like a adoptee? You know what? I think we try to convince him he's sleeping in a hammock. And while that sounds comfortable, I don't know. Where's your mother? Crash! You hear them talking about this. You know who exact. You know exactly who that is. This, you, you stay. You you're on the ship all of the time. That's Captain Sun. Oh, that's uh, Captain Lewis's kid. The the two that dropped on the ground, I want you to give me a uh, stealth. That's a nineteen. Plus eighteen plus seven. Two. That's an eighteen. What's that? Oh, he's still asleep. He can't drink yet, so he's just kind of hanging out in the ship. I just come up and get my bag back. Okay. Check. Feel around right. there. Look for all my little trinkets and shit. <laughs> it's good. So I shit back up. I doodled for a second. And I, What's that? I was doodling. And I showed oh. Them. When I showed them, I <laughs> lost everything. So, yeah. So they dropped to the so ground. I'm going to investigate down here. Go ahead. Just looking for shit I can store away, use as. <laughs> Tinkering shit. Stealing? What? <laughs> That's 18. He's right there. He's part of the ship. He's just a like he's just like a hand. Okay. A help. Um, investigation? Uh-huh. Oh, so a seven plus eighteen. <laughs> okay. You see milk. You see rice. You see beans. <laughs> you see all the things that they are trying to ship to another lily pad. Take it. Uh, 
Okay, well, is there anything I want to take? There's no, like, gunpowder or... Rice, beans, and milk. That's it? That's all they are shipping. Like, dry milk or just fresh milk? Milk in jugs. Like, big, um, like, like, barrels. Do I see her? Is the Astro plane cold? <laughs> what? The bag goes to the Astro plane. Is it going to go bad in the bag? What's the temperature in the bag? I'm going to have to do some research. I take a couple jugs. Is the bag and bag That's what she said. I take a couple things of rice. Okay. Crash, you see her taking the storage. Crash, I got milk for you too, baby. I don't know what I would do. Do you have anything to say to him? The moral conundrum. We cuddled in there and I bit his neck. What more can I say? Um, I say, what do you? Why are you taking that stuff? In case I need it later. What they do you probably? Need? Uh, they know exactly how much is there. Crash baby. Oh. Manifest. And I oh. rub his little lips and I go. <laughs> but you're a man on the inside. We could just erase it and change it to say what we want, right? Crash. It's um, alright. But why? I don't what know. do you need it for? I don't know yet. I just met this lady. <laughs> she says she needs milk. No, she wants to be a pantry person. She needs stuff for a <laughs> I go back upstairs. I say, all right, I'm getting bored down here anyway. <laughs> I go with Crash after I stuff my bag. I'm slinking up behind him, and what a waste of an 18. As we're walking up, I'm like, gosh, I, can't I told you it was a trading <laughs> ship. <laughs> all right, I go up the stairs back to Brianna. What's your name? Brianna. Brianna. Right, I guess what? And I go up to her. Look what I found. What she I found. shows you what she just stole from the ship. I found it. Is the guard still at the top of the stairs? Right. <laughs> you, <have> the guard. <laughs> you, you, need, you need you need to put that back. Brianna. I told her. This is gonna help us. <laughs> if, if you I need if you need me, <laughs> you can ask to buy it when we get to port. I only have a hundred gold, Brianna. That is plenty. Is it? She's a pantry person. With inflation. The world ends and her pantry's empty. Ruth, we're tenant now. Of gold. Captain Lewis steps on. Return mm -hmm. what? Go back down. <laughs> I'm in no. the shadows again. I've just slinked Do you just off. hear, like, things being tossed around down there? Fucking shit. He takes a deep breath and he just kind of sighs. He looks at Brian and he goes, "Did she steal from my ship?" No. I come back up. No. Technically, I did not. Nothing left your ship, Captain Lewis. We are ready to depart. Onward. I walk off to Brian. He squints at you. I want to walk up to Brian and be like, "That's right, babe." And just. He looks at the uh, guard that's sitting on a chair next to the base, Ooh, the the undercarriage of the boat that was supposed to be watching the door. Yeah. He goes, "You're fucking fired when we get back." Oh. Hmm. Another adoptee. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name, buddy? <laughs> he goes, "Oh man." He kind of wakes up. <laughs> um. So. As you guys um, set off, uh, as you guys set off from Jupiter, off the port, uh, you descend to the surface through a thick layer of fog. 
It eventually gives way to a warmly lit Eros. The planet currently has an orange sunset glow looming on its surface from the sun making its way through the distorted skies. As you get closer, you see a very large bubble that you know as a droplet. And inside is an entire ecosystem with villages and farmland. As Captain Lewis is landing the ship, we will move to a small cabin in Bluestone where we see two unlikely friends uh, who look like they might be training on a scarecrow uh, in a cornfield. Lisa, can you please introduce your character? Yeah, I play Quilla Barlow. I am a level 5 rogue, like a halfling rodent creature that's uh, visualized a flying squirrel with a tail that's about two to three times the length of her little two and a half foot body. Cute. She's very cute, but she's uh, has a charlatan background, so she's a little bit of um, a risk taker, and right. she tries to play innocent, but I think she's um, kind of selfish, secretly. Gotcha. Right. But cute. Very cool. <laughs> she gets a win. Yeah. <laughs> Quilla is on the ha- on the roof of this of a small cabin. Um, as you see her loose an arrow, it hits the scarecrow, and as soon as it hits the scarecrow, you see a larger form tackle the scarecrow to the ground. Macy, would you like to introduce your character? Hello, my name is Amber. I am a half orc on my mother's side, which is about all I know about her. She is one level cleric and three levels barbarian. I live in a small town in the droplet of blue stone raised by my dad. He recently passed, so now I feel like I'm free to try my hand at adventuring like my mother. I've been somewhat of a hero to the town since I was a girl, using my strength to protect crops and animals and the like from goblins and foxes and whatnot. All I can say is these people are incredibly nice, and I am really excited to meet more really nice people all across the droplets and the lily pads. Awesome. As you tackle this scarecrow, you land on your back and you're looking straight up into the sky. And um, as you're laying there, you see a ship go over top, heading straight for the entrance of Bluestone, which is something you don't see very often. Normally, Bluestone is kind of self-sufficient. Um, and they it, it's very rare that you see any sort of ship come to Bluestone. So it's kind of a pretty interesting thing that's happening. Quilla, I think there's... Newcomers may be real life adventurers. What? What the frog dust is that? Maybe we'll get out of here. Let's go. Uh, as you guys head for the entrance, uh, in the front of Bluestone, there is a front entryway that filters out the outside air, um, accompanied by a small uh, little reception area uh, where there is an old man by the name of Dan. He is sitting there and uh, he looks, he sees these people come off the ship. You come from one of those lily pads? Mm. I see you, bugbear, old lady, you cat, and the strange hue. No, that's just a stray. Why are you with these people? They're from a lily pad. You've been going to the lily pad again, haven't you, Australia? Well, I haven't been here in how many months? Months. Hasn't it been like a year? Mm. Well, I did some other traveling before that. We won't talk about it though. How about you leave my new adopted daughter alone? Okay, Mm. mister? You're not from here. Don't speak over me. (laughs) He walks towards you with his cane. (laughs) Don't shush me. (laughs) Coin, sir. 
Here's the seal of the King's Guard. King's Guard? I don't get a fuck about the King's Guard. No, we don't, we don't do it like, we don't. We I don't have do, papers. No. Guys, we don't do it like that here. We don't do that. Like Australia, why are you with these lily patting freaks? We're just, what? Tone it down. Man, who are you calling a freak? You, you, you cat. So you pussy. Just, he just said meow. Yes. Did I just say meow? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're just gonna be here for a little bit. I have to. There, I'm, I'm taking them to meet my parents. I haven't seen your parents in a while. Yeah, I know. I'm right here. There's been a lot. What do you mean? It's fine. She's my new adoptee. I, I, I do have. Nice. I do have a mom and a dad. You're also my new adoptee. <laughs> They got a lot of issues. Okay, why why are you here? And I, cannot, I just need Who's to show saying? them what family stability is because everybody's clearly needing help. Okay, why are they here? What What is their purpose coming into Bluestone? To meet my parents so they can see what a stable family looks like. Make a deception check. Right here. So what? Oh. Right, <laughs> so what oh. right oh. No, that's in that one. That's in that one. I have a plus eight. It doesn't matter. It's in that one. <laughs> He looks at you and goes, I knew you since you were a baby. And then he looks yeah, over to the other. All right, Lily Patton freaks. Why are you here? So uh, what rank do you hold? Rank? What rank do you hold? I'm from <laughs> fucking Bluestone. Rank? Who is it? I'm the receptionist. Oh, it? oh walk past it. <laughs> I walk well, I have the button. What's the button do? I'm not going to tell you where it goes He's or leads to. I may scan the button. Just tell me what you're here for. You don't know where the button is. I may. I, I would like she to cast sleep. sleep. I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, she cast sleep. Oh, I walk up. What's your passive perception? All of you? 14. 11. 14. 16. Okay, so you two would see in the window Wait, that? you see a half orc and a little itty bitty baby squirrel face peeking over the edge of the window watching you guys as you're doing this can i not just give you my false papers you just told me they're false i like to roll for it roll for rolling what i do a roll on the ground make a charisma check <laughs> yeah since He goes. That's a ten. Eighteen plus zero. Damn. That's right. Cat her. He he stops and he squints for a minute. He goes. Why are you here? I will listen. Brianna, why are we here? I don't We're remember. Here. You're here. So, if you if you don't remember, you're here for a person of the name of Scarlet Hyde. An adventure looking for an artifact. Yeah. If you want to say that, you can. If you don't want to, that's fine. Whatever Brian says is what I'm here for. Okay. Why are you here? Why are you here, babe? So it seems we got uh, a little mixed up. Maybe got off on the wrong foot. Um, we're here to see an old friend. It's supposed to be more or less a secret mission from the King's Guard, but. Um, we're going to be quite honest. We're here to see 
Scarlet Hyde. You you see his face turn to a deep scowl when you say Scarlet Hyde. He looks angry. Like, he had calmed down, but now he looks even angrier than before. The second you mention Scarlet Hyde, he goes, What do you want with that piece of... And I cover Ember's ears with my tail. As he's saying that, he looks over and he sees what? Hello, Ember. And he put he reaches over and pushes the button. Hey, Dan. Hello, Ember. Quill and I were just so excited to come and see the new people coming in. Mm-hmm. We don't yep. get new visitors, yep. you know. And you know our town is so loving and so accepting and so open in of new so people. So accepting, yes. So I just, yes. We were so excited uh-huh. to come and see the new people. Yep. So loving of lily pad people. I thought, maybe I heard my last. You're I thought the I heard most the name loving. Is he being racist? What's that? You're, You're the, the most welcoming, diverse, loving oh, person I I've am. ever met. I am. I'm so. Aren't you? So happy you could come to our town. I'm I go up to his desk and go, I'll make you loving. Uncle Dan? Excuse me, did I get Kind of crosses his legs a little bit. Maybe we can talk later. There's like a steakhouse nearby. Roadkill yes. Cafe. Oh. You know what? I haven't had a good roadkill in a minute. Hmm. Alright. How about we talk after you see Ember? Oh. Ember, there. Uncle Dan, I heard. I know that I heard my last name passed. I know they, that. I they're looking for you, Ember. That is incredible. Yep. How do y'all know who I am? Yep, they're they're looking specifically so, for you. So you there? Your last name is Hi. I take it. Um, do you have any relatives by the name of Scarlet? Ember looks like a little bit starstruck, a little bit fearful, a little like um. I've, <clears throat> I know that Scarlet was my mother's name, and I, I never had the opportunity to meet her as she had to go adventuring and be a hero to work for quality for the orcs. Orc kind. If you cannot tell, I'm a half uh, <laughs> I whisper in Brad's ear and go, another adoptee. Uh, <laughs> yes. Quite prevalent. Um, my dad is... She left... You. My dad is my father. She ran. My father is a human. His name is Jacob. He, his name is Jacob, and he he told me all about my mother and the adventures that she's gone. Look, Jake. Jacob was a good man, but I whack this old man with my stick before he can talk. <laughs> I can tell he's about to say something crass. <laughs> okay. He get. <laughs> so... Oh my goodness. Is that an accident? Oh, man. Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm so sorry that I heard it. She just has these episodes where she just forgets what she's doing. The war is back! Oh, no! What Dang. war are you talking about, you hag? Oh, God! Oh, man. Oh, oh, God. Don't. Get her away from me. Oh, I'm sorry. Brenna, carry me off. control yourself. Um, now... Your name, Ember, I'll take it. Um, can you give us any information on where we can find Scarlet? No. 
I haven't, my daddy only told me stories about her, but we can go back to my house and see. He gave me some of her old books. That sounds great. I start heading there. <laughs> back to our farm. She's I have man. some of my mama's old books, and that's how I learned how to speak Orkish. So, um, Ember, um, you're pretty obsessed with your mom and all that. Give me a history check with advantage. 17. Okay, so. 17. Sorry. You've been a pretty good daughter. You you love your parents. Um, so you've been pretty obedient for the most part. There, um, recently your father passed away. He he's always you know since you were young has just asked you nicely and gently to stay out of the cellar. Out of what? The oh, the okay. root cellar that is uh, buried in the side of the the hill that's near your guys's house. You guys live towards the outside of Bluestone, which is towards the outside of the bubble. When they start asking about your mother, and that kind of comes to mind. All right, my father recently passed away. I'm so sorry. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mark and Thank you. There's a cellar. My daddy always told me to stay away from it. But I recently turned 18, and now that he's passed away, my farm and my estate is left only to me. And so I have to go into the cellar. And when you guys are talking about looking for my mom, anytime I've asked my father about my mom, he's either told me or he's gone into the cellar and brought back the book that belonged to my mother. I know that's where her diary came from. So, being that this that I am a woman, and I am an adult, and I am the owner of my own farm, I would invite y'all to come with me, and then we can look in my cellar and see what my daddy has about my mama. <laughs> and maybe this is the first act of rebellion I've ever done. <laughs> and if y'all would... Come with me if you're looking for information about my mother. Maybe we can find out together. The old man Dan is just sitting there. He goes, Quilla, you're just gonna just gonna let her bring strangers into the cellar. I like the old man again. Oh Stop. god, the war! The war Get her away from me! <laughs> I wanna like um, tap her with my tail and like pull her to the side. <laughs> All the time, and this is our we have real life. That one looks like it might be a police officer, and that lady, she's so old, I'm sure that she's experienced some sort of life. And that is a, walking, a talking cat. That cat <laughs> is standing up on his back legs. We know it's great. I know that we can learn something from these people, and then maybe um, if we find stuff that is worth keeping, and if it's worth selling, then you can sell it. Deal. As you guys are, um, so during that conversation, it was a whisper. Dan is just kind of looking, and he looks over. He goes, hey, bear lady, get your damn cat off my desk. All right. Uh, hey, Crash, let's get out of here. Seems like we're not welcome at the pool. Let's go find uh, Dan, a is that how we treat newcomers <laughs> and, fat and new people? It was on my desk. Well, but your desk, what are you using it for? I have, you ain't got no papers I have, on there. I have a couple papers. In case there's something important it's to write down. Your 
Dan, I'm not going to bring I really like my duels, and I'm thinking about selling them. It's okay. He slowly walks off with his cane <laughs> back to God. his desk. Let's get you something a week about later. Amber is going to grab him by the shoulder, because she's significantly bigger, and say, Quill is not going to bring you any more fresh bread if you don't be kind Ooh, to these new I love Quilla's bread. Quilla makes the best bread in town. She makes really good cinnamon swirl bread. She makes the best cinnamon swirl bread. And something about the way her little tail swirls, she knows how to swirl the dough just right. You can get the taste right out of your mouth. Never, ever, ever. Ever. So Quilla, kind. please. I'm, al I'm almost out. Please don't. Bluestone is about kindness, so please be kind to these people. Yes. Bluestone is about okay, kindness. Kindness and Bluestone. So let's go, Uncle. Um, Dan, are you going to show me some kindness later? Uncle Dan, Maybe you can do another roll for me later. Listen, Uncle Dan, look me in the eyes. This lady needs a good life. The old lady rolls. She needs a good life. Get that head, get that bread, then leave. Wine and diner, 69er. Just kidding, that's not what Ember would say. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> Slowly walks off. Oh the door the door is open to Bluestone. And Ember is leading you all to her farmstead. Astraea slinking around in the shadows because she's only met Ember in passing, but she like idolizes her, but she's not gonna say it. Gotcha. Absolutely not. The only Astraea! I say it's early <laughs> afternoon, probably Nobody two or three o'clock. So, you guys are on your way to the little farmstead. So, Ember, this root cellar has been off limits. It's, it's been something that you've put out of your mind for a while. Um, and you walk up and there's quite a hefty lock on the front of it, but there's nothing that your dad ever gave you to unlock it. But, um, has a small window on the front and a very hefty, fancy lock on the on the door of the cellar. I'd like to use my elbow and bust through the window because I know I'm strong. I don't know about anything. So you bust the window really easily. It's real small and you can still just see through the window. There's still a lock on the outside of the door. <laughs> you see her come up to a small, like, you know, six by six window and... <laughs> With a lock on the front of the door. Six feet tall, six feet tall. <laughs> I would like to use my tools to unlock the door. I reach my arm and sword. Why her hand is in the door, go ahead and make your uh, sleight of hand. All my adventure books just started from heroes busting through doors. I mean, windows? You hear a whisper from the shadows and stuff. 17. You unlock the lock. And uh, you, as your hand is through the door, um, it and it opens up. I did it, y'all! <laughs> I did it! Aww. Oh, that's actually hard. You did that. <laughs> uh, it's a pretty good sized root cellar. Um, are y'all going in, or what, what's the plan? Oh, yeah. yeah, no question. I want to scurry quickly because I want to find the house. Okay. Um, everybody make a perception check. 21. Okay. 20. Okay. I'm tired. Only it's had a long ass day. So, people, oh <laughs> <laughs> I did. 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 I did
Brian's face very intensely. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's not very often you see bugbears. You feel like something's watching you, Bryna. Spooky. The old lady asleep, just big eyes from the darkness. <laughs> um, so multiple of you notice that there is a lot of shelves in here full of dust and old jars. There is, most of them are, um, you know, the, the jars are covered in dust with rusted lids. There is one jar that has a lid that is more silver looking and is not rusted. Yeah, I grabbed the jar. It's attached to a cable. Oh! Second you grab the 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 jar, dust kind of comes up from one of the shelves as the shelf disappears, like kind of goes, starts going into the wall and then shoots down. <gasps> and you see an entrance leading into this hill. That was the shelf I was leaning okay. sleeping on. Her arms are out. <laughs> Ruth is on the ground. Look up! <laughs> like she's stopping everyone's <gasps> Oh my goodness, this is just like you. This is my father's history. <laughs> Does anyone want to go down there? I'm too curious. I'm just going to scurry past you. Okay, here's the I'm not. I have a big imagination, but I, the, I'm frozen. I don't know what to do. And it's in the like, real adventure to my face. I'm like, <gasps> and at, it as it drops down, you oh. see uh, like a glow coming from inside of this hole. It's opened up. Anybody can help Bra Bruna's got oh, her. I run to Ruthless and I start to up. Her up. <laughs> I probably just walked uh, down too. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Ruth and Crash are taking a nap on the <laughs> in the, the, the hall as everyone else is looking into this hall that is being lit up. Everyone's always dreamed, like everyone imagines, oh, some, like I'm going to find out, oh, I was adopted, oh, this is wonderful, I have this big secret tunnel in my house, and the fact that she is faced with a secret tunnel <laughs> is, like, she is on her wildest dreams imagined, and then also all of her reality is caving in, because that means her dad is keeping this from her, and she's mm. just like, this isn't real, this isn't real. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't know whether she's just stunned. She's kind of in shock. Right. Well, as so she might, she sees her friend Quilla just scurry on up. So Quilla is quickly running in there. Yeah. The second you run in, Quilla, you see a very large cavern filled with antiques and all sorts of different things. And in the middle of this gigantic cavern, you see a gigantic old airship sitting in the middle of this cavern that looks like it's been parked there for years is it scary um it looks old covered in dust and dirt but it nothing about it looks particularly scary okay i want to scurry around in a circle look it up and down and run straight back to ember jump up on her shoulder and say oh my gosh you have to see this come on come on stop being scared let's go Okay. And I just like tap her with my tail. Like, oh, let's go. How about antiques? If there's anything from my time. And here she comes. And we're just cut. Okay. Nice. Let's go. So, are you guys uh, looking around the cave? Are you guys going to the ship? What are you What are you guys doing? I'm just walking straight to the ship and like. I'm on your shoulders. I'm walking around the ship. back of the ship, like looking at it, and as soon as I see the ship, walking You see on the side of it. Um, it's called the Lady Scar. 
Um, my the, and so, um, you guys are walking up to it, um, and it does have like a, a ramp leading up into the ship. Brian, so. because you're the loudest about we're looking for Scarlet. I'm just gonna, Brian, I think this is my mama's boat. If you want to take the lead, I would, it's all mine, it belongs to me, but I will respect your knowledge well these you are your uh please go first your belongings uh absolutely if you're uh willing to let me investigate further um yeah i'd like to go inside take a peek maybe um uh, see if i can get any information uh any scrolls um loose papers okay um who is who all is going up on the ship Australia, help me up these stairs yeah i want to go oh i'm like I'm creeping through the corners of this cave. I'm yelling this in the cave. Australia! <laughs> Help me! You just see two giant, almost silver, they're so blue eyes, look back at you and go, Haven't you ever heard of sneaking? <laughs> oh, fuck! Where'd you come from? <laughs> 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 and then she sneaks back. <laughs> I step out of the shadows and go and take her arm and start walking her up the stairs. Nice. Such sweet children. <laughs> Crash, what are you doing? Um, I think they asked Brian, uh, what does the ship have to do with finding this lady Scarlet? Uh, well, as far as I know, there's um, some secret artifact connected to this Scarlet. If these were all her belongings, maybe we can get some information. Um, I'm really just kind of doing some preliminary investigating. Maybe look around below decks, see what we can find. Um, alright, I'll go wherever you need me. And then I climb up the ship and not use the ramp. Nice. <laughs> um, so are you guys, uh, I guess, what are you doing? Are you looking around the top of the ship or what? I feel like I'm hesitant of you just because I'm like a mouse and you're like that. So I want to follow you, but I want to like scurry slowly behind you. I don't trust you. Like yeah. being careful of traps and just looking yeah. around. So the top of the ship honestly looks. I know it's valuable. I'm old. I've been around. Yeah. I've so, been around. Uh, from first sight, you guys can investigate further on the top if you want. But from first sight, you get up there, and it's somewhat empty. Um, has its normal like cannons on the side of the ship. It's got um, just like a few like old like <laughs> antique grandfather clocks and. And like old rusty swords and stuff like that up on the top. Yeah, Ruth is looking at them cannons pretty lustfully. You hear the other cannon crime. Start making some distance between me and her and nice. kind of look around other ways. Okay. okay. Um there is um so besides like the little upper deck area where the where the steering wheel is, um, there is a lower deck as well. So in the in the middle of the ship. You don't want yeah. upper deck. Area. I'm definitely <laughs> going downstairs. <laughs> I'm definitely going downstairs. Okay. I think Amber's just she's just walking around like slowly touching the wheels and thinking. Your mom probably touched mom this. Probably nailed the same thing. Yes. She's not. Even interested in okay. right. just slowly touching every little thing. All right. So Crash is following Bryna. Bryna and Australia are going down to the bottom. 
Okay, so Quilla's following Crash. Uh, stalking. You're stalking Crash from behind. Um, as you get to the bottom, uh, everyone who went to the bottom, give me a perception check. Fifteen. Fifteen? Twenty-two. Nineteen. What's that? Twenty-two. Twenty-two? Eleven. Okay. So, Crash, at the back of the ship, sitting kind of in the shadows, you see a large um, object covered in a canvas tarp, uh, surrounded by other just random artifacts, like bells and old cannons and muskets and swords and just like random, any, you know, just everything, mm-hmm. globes and all sorts of just... Dragon tail or something under the tarp. And it has a slight glow coming from under the tarp. Um, That's what I was are you, thinking. Is Ruth still making her way up the ship or what is she doing? Well, I got helped up the ship. Okay, yeah, did you go down? I guess I'm making my way down. Okay, so you're at the top of the, the stairs there. <laughs> okay. No, like, Do your out. fancy old woman roll. <laughs> uh, I put my arm out. Uh, so yeah, I feel really bad for judging your cannon boss. Oh, you see that? There's something glowing under that tarp. Well, that looks, <laughs> that looks important. Maybe we should check it out. Maybe we should, just I think we should definitely check. Okay. Traps before we pull the tarp off. Mm-hmm. Check for traps. Okay, go ahead. Do a uh, investigation or perception. Yeah, do an investigation. Twenty-one. The only traps you see is maybe the loose artifacts that are in front of it that you could trip on, okay. but that's about it. Can I go up there? Should we, see? <laughs> Should we pull the tarp off? See, it looks harmless. Let's go. All right. Yeah, I'll just remove the tarp. Grab the tarp. Okay. Rip it off. As the tarp comes off, um, there is this slight orange glow that's coming from under the tarp. You guys see a. The, not super large, but a statue, just like what was described in the flyer for the reward, with golden eyes. I'm rich. Um, but there, yeah. So this statue is seven foot tall, um, with golden eyes, and it has large horns coming out the top of its head, like these wooden-looking horns that look like deer horns, but wooden. Like a lashy. Um and. Does it feel like uh, ominous or scary or? There. Just kind of a creepy, like, hum coming from it. <laughs> Ruth! Ember's made her way. Is Ember's made her way down? No, just kind of behind everyone, like, oh, what'd you guys find? So, you look down the stairs and you see them all standing around. This figure, this statue, that is in amber, a large block of amber. Um, and they are all standing next to it. It has a glow. These, the eyes in this statue are like glowing uh, and it is making an orange hue around the bottom of this ship that is glowing from the amber. I would like to say, oh man, don't tell me this is your mom. Reach in my little bag, take out a pen and paper, and I start writing. Okay. Australia's taking notes. I cast identify. Identify? On the amber. On the amber. On the, on on the, the statue. On the, I want to identify what we're looking at. Okay. Well, I, I hear it helping, so I okay. just want to touch it. Okay. I just want to touch it. Um, noise. I just want to know why it's making noise. So I just want to go up and like, like you know how like you listen, like there's no attention. Yeah. Give me a perception. 
you hear a very, very faint heartbeat. Okay. I'm gonna go over to Ember and climb up on her and say, um... What'd you hear, squirrel? I don't like you. Um... Damn! I just put my ear on there. Well, right? I swear there's a little heart. I swear. I swear. It's your I cast Identify. Okay. What does Identify do? You choose one object that you must touch throughout the cast of the spell. If it is magic item or any other type of magic imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them. Rather, it requires attunement to use. How many charges it has. If any, learn whether any spells are affecting the items, what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. If you instead touch a creature throughout the casting, you learn what spells, if any, are currently affecting it. So you can only touch the answers. Touch. So. Identify. Cast a minute. Okay. So as she's casting this, Ember. What? So you have a chance while she's sitting there. You have one minute. Um, if there's something you would like to do to this Ember while she is trying to cast this spell. My friend Quilla told me that she heard a heartbeat. And I have a little bit of experience as far as healing animals on the farm and stuff, with some help. And so I would like to do a medicine check. Okay. And see if I can deduce any sort of thing about it. Medicine, 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 yeah. Is that all right? Mm-hmm. That's only 12. It does take 10 minutes to cast this ritual. 10 minutes, okay. 12 with the medicine. medicine. With the 12, that's enough to know that... So you, Quilla told you that she heard a heartbeat. You do a medicine check, you realize that whatever this is, is unconscious at the moment. If I, if, if Amber realizes that the thing that is trapped inside is not a statue, but a living being, and as soon as she realizes this is a living creature, she's panicking, slamming so her fist. So the her. only two that realize that there is a living creature in here is Quilla and Ember. <laughs> the rest of you see Ember just start pounding on this Ember. I am Amber, sorry. I'm still just trying to cast the identify spell. <laughs> just on the ground, like, oh. Just trying to ignore it. <laughs> does not face me whatsoever. Can I do an unarmored Yeah, if you'd like to. You can. Yeah, because that was part of your turn. If you'd like to. It's unarmed? Yeah. It's unarmed. Do you know? Is your... Just a... D4 plus your strength. Uh, you do an attack we'll first. I yeah. I would like to climb down off her shoulders while she's punching. Yeah. The net one. <laughs> oh, you Amber, miss, right? Amber hurt So <laughs> as soon as you hit the amber, it it um. I'm an emotional. It hurts. I'm in an emotional turmoil. Condensation. All of a sudden, panicked as if I felt this condensation. Like so it it hurts your fit. You try to hit the amber. You hit you hit it and your fish just kind of dinks off of the. The side of the amber. I'm bleeding. So you guys, you guys see Ember just all of a sudden out of nowhere start just pounding into the amber. Like she's she seems panicked. I think I want to tell everyone that it's like I want everyone to know the reason that she's not a nutcase. Okay, we'll go ahead and tell everybody. Then I'll get it out. I'll see your swing on it, and I was like, "Whoa, what are you out of your mind? What are you doing?" Uh, that's a an ancient relic. Um, it's, it's alive. We gotta get it out. 
What do you mean it's alive? Oh, there's a heartbeat in there. Oh, oh she's, trapped. Trapped. she's trapped. She's trapped. Listen she's trapped. Listen with your stupid cat ears. Is there something going on? Okay. She's yeah, trapped. They say the... Yeah. Crash looks to Brian and says, they say that the uh, relic is alive. She can hear a heartbeat. I'm Ooh. telling you, that thing is alive. And I'm just, Ember, she's trapped. She's trapped. She's trapped. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm going to drop my identify. I stop my identify. Guidance stop. on Ember. And I'll also join initiative, whatever. Okay. And, uh, yeah, take a, take a whack. A whack at it. Okay. Whack it. Give it a whack. I guess I'll stop by identify, so that's okay. Okay, yeah, I mean, everyone else can do, it's going to take 10 minutes to do an identify. Right. Unless, unless you can, you know, convince everybody to stop and let you do something. No, it's fine. Um, she's going to take, take a whack Should we, right? Should we take a consensus? Say so somebody wake up. I mean, that's up to you guys. Uh, <laughs> if you guys, like, I would be like asking identify Do you have her answer like ready? If, if someone can stop, what? if someone try, attempts to stop Ember, I'm not gonna. Fight I'll use a spell like, slot then. I pass it as a spell slot. Okay. Which will just be a minute then. Yeah. Which is one action. I cast identify. Okay. I think she wakes up from trying to witch witch you pass it. Sorry, I thought I was identifying it. Hang on a second. Uh, just give me a minute here, and then just a minute. Okay. Just a, instead of ten, we'll just do a minute. So <laughs> as you guys are away, she goes one minute, and it and ten minutes pass. <laughs> as Amber as Ember is panicking, um, and you cast the identify. So, uh, you cast this. And you do feel that it's some sort of wild shape that's affecting this creature at the moment. It says, it says if it's a magic item or some magic imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use it. It's not an item, though. Yeah. An object? The amber person that it's in? The amber? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she does Is the amber there magically or, like, did, or were they magically placed in the amber that already exists? Like, is the that's why. That's like why I'm sure. No. Okay, so it's just Amber. We could just chip away at it. She's the magic part. She off. rolled an at one to hit the Amber. Uh huh. And that's so why I cast guidance so that she could try again. Yeah. So if she wants to try again, she's more than welcome to. So with identify, I'm gonna say you see that this is some sort of humanoid. That it is celestial in nature. And that it is currently alive but unconscious, stuck in this amber. If if Ember would like to hit it with guidance, we can move forward with that. Can we like salt circle it so when we let it breathe? <laughs> we need some sort of protection here. It's celestial if it kills all. So wants to. I, I feel like Ember stopped and is trying to be calm for our friends. Okay. I would like to try and bust it out. I'm sorry. I kind of went crazy. If y'all are all right with it, I could take out. I've got a work axe. I could take to try and chop that amber. Amber. The idea of someone just being trapped against their will is just hard for me. It makes me feel a little claustrophobic. Okay. Breathe. Is that all right with y'all? Y'all, if I use the axe and try and crack the amber? Mm -hmm. Yeah. See that? Yeah. Um, well, I can also. You can we destroy the value? <laughs> can we 
Is He's still seeing it as a, a relic. Any type of ward or. Um, I mean, she symbols? did. I, she Is did identify, and there was nothing in. And they, yes, you know, I can make a cannon to blast it if you want me to. I would appreciate you letting me try with my axe first. Is that all right? Yeah, you just see her going to work. Okay. Can you get an extra B4 on you? On my attack? He cuts yeah. guidance. Okay, 17. Yes. Oh, yeah. 21. All right. So. No blood, no damage, but that's a You all see Ember. You see her take her axe out. And whack right into the side of the amber. Second she does, a crack shoots all the way through the amber, past the face of this statue. The second that this crack goes through the amber, the eyes of the statue turn black. And the second her eyes turn black, you see something start to shoot out of her back. Two skeletal wings burst through the amber, disintegrating the amber and shooting it all around the bottom deck of the boat. So Ruth backed up. Everyone else who didn't make a charisma saving throw. And as you guys are rolling for that, Megan, what is your spell save DC for your necrotic shroud? 12. So who beat a 12? So you're good. Okay, so everyone who failed is frightened for one minute you said um yeah because that's how long the transformation lasts yeah so one minute you guys are frightened you see this creature step out with these wooden horns black eyes and skeletal wings and that is where we'll end our session Thank you all so much for listening. We had such a blast playing our first D&D session on the moon planet of Eros. Hopefully you did too. If you stick around, I have a prepared and in-depth episode description to help clear up any confusion that the poor audio may have caused. We first meet our bugbear paladin, Miss Bryna Bainbridge. She was riding on a remote path in the West Grove with her commanding officer Riggs to confront an elderly woman that had allegedly sent multiple townsguard to the hospital after they tried to stop her from dumping toxic waste off the side of the lily pad to the planet below. After Riggs tried to kill the old woman named Ruth, our human artificer, and failed, he stabbed Bryna when she refused to listen to Riggs and take Ruth's life. Ruth defended herself and ended up killing Riggs and decided that she has now adopted Bryna. Bryna chose to leave the Paladins for many reasons, but being stabbed was the last straw. She chose to take off with Ruth, but not before showing mercy to Riggs and casted Spare the Dying on his lifeless body, where she found a poster with a hefty reward for finding an old artifact for the city of Aramond. As her odd couple was heading back into town, we moved to a set of eyes watching them very close, belonging to a changeling named Astrea, who was watching Bryna very closely. Bryna then struck a conversation with Captain Lewis, the captain of a trade ship named the Old Lady. Bryna talked to him about bringing them to the surface of Eros to find an artifact that Aramon is looking for. Given that Bryna was not at her normal post at the Citadel, Lewis knew something was off. 
but was happy to help an old friend. Lewis also mentioned where Brynum might get some information on the artifact's location. He explained that the old adventurer named Scarlet Hyde had settled down in a droplet named Bluestone about 20 years ago, and to start there. Once our curious changeling Astrea heard the name of her old hometown Bluestone mentioned, she quickly came out of the dark and jumped into the group, acting as if she had always been there. Ruth was happy to accept a new adoptee, while Bryna was indifferent, and Captain Lewis, well, he was just annoyed. Definitely after our tabaxi named Crash, sitting on the bar, knocked over the captain's beer to the ground, then immediately apologized. The captain then begrudgingly asked Crash, our tabaxi monk, to get off the table and to bring the group to the ship, and that he would meet up with them after another drink. Crash led the growing group to the old lady trading ship. After Estrella quickly gave in to Ruth's shenanigans, Crash saw Ruth crawling into the bag of holding that Estrella was holding, and without hesitation, leaped into the bag with Ruth. Estrella snuck to the hold of the ship and dumped them both out of the bag onto the ground, finding that the ship was what Captain Lewis said it was, a trade ship full of food to be shipped out. Crash found that his itch of curiosity would better be scratched with this crazy group than on the trade ship. As we moved to the surface of Eros to the droplet bluestone, we met our small squirrel companion named Quilla, target practicing at the Hyde family farm along with Ember Hyde, our innocent half-orc. They both would love to be more than just stuck in bluestone. The two of them saw a rare sight of a ship overhead heading to the entrance of their small droplet, and they both run to see what it's about and find the guests arguing with an old gatekeeper named Dan. Quilla and Ember find that the group is looking for some leads concerning an artifact and a woman by the name of Scarlet Hyde. Ember, maybe a little too quickly, told them that Scarlet was her mother, but she was no longer around. Ember remembered an old cellar that growing up she was never allowed in. But now that some cool adventurers are needing some answers, Ember, looking up to them, made a very adult decision to let the stranger snoop around her mom's old cellar. The group opened the cellar and found a hidden door that led to a very large cavern filled with artifacts and, more importantly, an old airship with the name written on the side, the Lady Scar. After searching the boat, they found a large block of amber with a statue matching the artifact's description frozen inside. Quilla discovered a faint heartbeat coming from the statue, and Ember was instantly worried about what or who was inside the block of amber. She started to swing at the block, eventually cracking the amber. As the crack raced across the amber block, the creature's eyes turned black, and skeletal wings burst the amber apart, leaving our group a little unsure of what to do next. Thank you again for listening. Our next episode should be dropping October 15th.